Show. Good day to you on a Thursday. Glad to have you on board. 877-867-1670. Good conversation today. A lot of people chiming in on the Bud Light live stream. Thanks to everybody over there. Sometimes we always don't agree, but uh, at least uh, you keep it coming and uh, we have a lot of stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff to talk about. Good to have you. Um, Ben Kenny producing the program. A lot of goofy stuff coming up here in this hour as well. And before I get into the Jordan Love stuff about the possibility of trades and such, um, we were talking about this before we went to the top of the hour break, uh, that Ian Rappaport appeared on the Pat McAfee show today. And, again, I, I say this. Sometimes I don't say it for what's best for the organization. What I say is is there's optimism and sometimes the logic doesn't necessarily make sense. It may not be the best thing for the organization, but for legacy and the possibility of what ifs, this is you know a thought process of can they run it back with the current quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. This is what uh, Ian Rappaport had to say about if Rodgers wanted to come back to Green Bay. Um, so first of all, the, the Devontae Adams tweet um, – you know, I, I know that players like to stir it up. I know that players like to have some fun. I know that Devonta Adams knows that his buddy Derek Carr is not going to be back almost under almost any circumstances uh, with the Las Vegas Raiders. So, you know, if Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded, would the Raiders be a possibility? You know, I would say somewhat. I mean, one thing we know about Dave Ziggler, the GM, is he will swing big. He did it for Devontae last year. They could do it. They could do it sp- cap space-wise. They could do it. Uh, money-wise, they could do it pick-wise. Um, so I would say at least it will be something that would probably be considered. But here's the thing with Rodgers, right? Like, he's easily the best player available, regardless of position. So every team will have to consider him. So it's like you could ask about almost any team, and be like, well, could they get Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, I think that would make some sense. So that's that's kind of where we're at for the next month, I think. If Rodgers wants to be traded, which, you know. No, 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 no. That ain't the hey. Say this right, rap. If the Green Bay Packers want to move on to the Jordan Love era, and they would like to do that, then Aaron would have to be open to the trade. Is that what you meant by that, or? Uh, it could, it could go either way because I think mm-hmm. what it is, if there is a mutual understanding, of all right. We we want Rodgers to be back. Like, I would say this. If Rodgers wants to be back in Green Bay, I think there's a very good chance that he's back in Green Bay. That is my guess, educated guess on the whole situation. If he- so there you go. There you go. Now, what Pat McAfee was alluding to, and maybe what he knows, is Rodgers wants to go back to Green Bay. That's why he said, no, 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 wait a minute. If the Packers want to move on from him, then they would be talking trade. But I think McAfee gave you a little bit of insight there into maybe what he knows and A.J. Hawk knows about the thoughts of Aaron Rodgers, which is why Rappaport said, look, if Aaron Rodgers wants to come back to Green Bay, he's coming back to Green Bay, unless the Packers want to move on. That's kind of the way that this is being positioned now. You know? Don't you get that sense, Ben, that, you know, they're saying, well, well, wait a minute. You know, if I get traded, it's not me that wants out of Green Bay. Because remember, he was the guy that said, no, I'm going to be a Packer for life. Oh, it's the big old optics machine. Right. It's probably the same optics machine that, you know, is leaking to Schefter and Rappaport 
last week. Maybe right. it's this week. So I, I'm, I well, for the last, you know, since the season ended, basically. Yeah, the days are blurred. I, I'm, I'm, I am, I believe, and I've said this all along, I believe that Rodgers wants to come back to Green Bay. I think it's familiar. He doesn't have to go learn a new system. He doesn't have to learn new faces. He doesn't have to learn new personnel. Um, with Green Bay, all he has to do is elevate. If you go to New York, you're expected to get to a Super Bowl. Not that you're not here, but from the season you just had to the season, you know, you've got a lot of other things working where you want to get to a Super Bowl, but you know that if you don't, you're not going to be the problem. The problem's going to be, it can be Matt LaFleur, it can be play calling, it can be Joe Barry, it can be whatever. If he, you know, if he goes to New York and you fail, not that I think he worries about failure, but if you fail, then you've got New York to answer to. You know what I mean? Where he's just saying, look, I can do this. I can come back and play extremely well. If I play in a, at an MVP level, I think we can get to a championship. I, I think he believes that. I don't think if the he pressure Green Bay. weighs in differently, New York versus Green Bay. I would honestly argue that there's more pressure in Green Bay because of all that has gone on throughout his entire career and what this is all building up to. If he goes to right. New York, the Jets haven't won in forever. They haven't had a good quarterback Yeah, but if forever. he walks through the door, I mean, Favre was uh, a guy that was looking to be aging. He threw a bunch of picks, and, you know, he got him to an NFC Championship game and then threw it away. And, and you know, Favre, was, Favre, he wanted New York as a stepping stone. We all knew that. You know, he's like, look, I'm coming for one year. I really don't give two dams about you. Then I'm going to go over to Minnesota and try to kick Green Bay's ass. I mean, they knew that if Rodgers walks through that door, they know it's probably going to be for a couple of years. And they're like, here comes the savior. I mean, Joe Namath wants to unretire his number to give it to Rodgers. That's how big of a deal this is. If he walks through the door in New York, the expectations are through the roof. Through the roof. Um, 877-867-1670. Now, the other side of this coin... um, the uh, the other side of this is, if the Packers keep Rodgers, do they, should they trade away Jordan Love? Um, when you look at a guy like, say, Nathaniel Hackett or Rick Spasaccia, you know, um, Mike LaFleur, you know, he, hell, even San Francisco with, you know, uh, Shanahan. All those guys know Matt LaFleur. All those guys are familiar with Jordan Love via gossip, grapevine, what have you, they all know if they can't get Rodgers and everybody's in need of a quarterback and you believe this guy's been sitting here for three years and he's polished and and they tell you, man, this guy's ready, don't you think there's going to be a lot of people calling? Calling the Packers to say, hey, you know, I thought it was very telling last year that nobody was calling. Um, Sean says, if you do trade love, then Goody deserves to be fired. Why? If you trade away a mediocre quarterback, say, say, say they don't believe he's really the guy. And he goes and he throws some touchdowns, throws some picks. He's, there's nothing special. Then why would you be fired? You got, re, you, you traded maybe away a, a, a first pick for a first pick and you just had three years of a backup. Okay. So what? Move on. It's not like you paid him, you know, $40 million. 
Scott says it's hard to imagine Love wanting to sit on the bench for what would be another contract year for him. 100% agree. I'm sure they're on the phone. I'm sure his people are on the phone with Brian Gutekind's going, what the hell is going on? And Goody's telling them the same thing he's telling everybody else. Hey, until Aaron makes a decision, there is no decision. There's nothing we can tell you. That's it. And, you know, again, if you believe that you maybe can, you know, you got a more quarterback rich couple of classes coming up, if you do get a number one and suddenly you have two number ones and you're sitting at 15, maybe you trade one of those ones up to go get somebody. Yeah. You can go get another quarterback, develop them over another year, and then he starts in two years or three years. And all you did was trade out one for the next. Okay. You're not any further behind the eight ball than you are right now. That 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 does not concern me. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Our buddy Gerard, who by the way, I think he's in. He, he texted me or tweeted at me a couple of weeks, like last week. He said uh, he's in Medellin, Colombia. Man, isn't that where the drug cartels are hanging out? Our buddy Gerard down there. What's he doing? Running around the poppy fields or something, hanging out? Our buddy Gerard's down there. Because we haven't heard him on the air with us lately. He's, he's out of the country. So we'll, we'll check up with Gerard, what he's got going on down there in Columbia. He wanted to get um, far away from Philly with the Eagles in the Super Bowl. That's my theory. Um, yeah, right. Uh, Pack fan says Jordan loves agents uh, 100% not calling the Packers, asking what's going on. Yes, he is. Yeah. I mean, even, even Andrew Brandt said that. That agents will be calling, going, "What's going on? What's what's our guy doing?" Because you're going into that pivotal year. Now, are they, are they calling every day? No, they, they probably they probably called at the end of the season, said, "Hey, what's going to go on with our guy?" And Brian Gutekind said, "Well, until Rodgers makes a decision, you know, there's there's we, we can't do anything." And that puts them off until Rodgers makes a decision, and then once he does, you know, it is what it is. So, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. I know his agents, David Dunn, but they got to be wondering: Are they going to be trading him or not? And he's got to fight for him for a contract the same way he's fighting for Aaron Rodgers, one hundred percent. And Rodgers said he would let the Packers know first, one hundred percent. Now, again, I get it, but you can't have a conflict of interest. You got to fight for both guys if you're an agent. But you understand that you're not going to get one to move in one direction without the other. Um, Evan says Goody can't trade Love because his legacy and job are tied to him. If he traded up for a first-round quarterback to sit on the bench for three years just to train him away, he's fired. No, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not if you. Not if he doesn't amount to anything. Then you just say, you know what, we got three years out of this guy. Uh, we paid him. He was. Aaron's backup. We ended up trading him away for another first-round draft choice. We just bought ourselves some time is all we did, right? I think that's the easiest way to look at it. Um, David, you bring up a good point. He said uh, over on the Bud Light live stream, he said, I believe that uh, when Ron Wolf came in, he couldn't believe the country club atmosphere. My fear is we are heading down that rabbit hole again. That could be why Matt LaFleur kept Barry not uh, hungry to win, gang. 
they're hungry to win, but as it's been described, you know, uh, Devontae Wyatt uh, said at one point in the middle of the season, you know, hey, how you doing? How you acclimated to the season? He's like, I, I can't believe I, I, don't, I got all this time on my hands. And when asked about it, he said, well, you know, I don't have classes to go to, but, you know, this is wall-to-wall football, and then you go to class, and then it's wall-to-wall football. And this is, you know, I come in at 6 in the morning, I lift, I do my thing, we go to practice, and I'm out of here by 3 o'clock. You know, these guys are going home, and you would you would hope that they get home, they rest, you know, maybe get a little something to eat or whatever, maybe plan dinner later on, and then if you're going to do video game for an something that's fine and then hit the hit the surface pro right you're studying this is what we're going to do this is what we expect you to know when you come back in tomorrow you have to understand this you have to be here blah 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 you know and and mike was talking about this last night where rashawn gary is texting guys 11 o'clock at night man he's like texting all these guys going hey what about this what about this they're making phone calls they're talking for half an hour you know and then getting on it getting after it man where some guys come in and go geez this is this is easy you know, oh well. So be it. So maybe it is a little more like a country club atmosphere. You're only allowed to have them for so many hours. That, you know, because of the CBA, and you're only allowed to hit so many practices, and, you know, because they, they want more more downtime and, you know, more for, their, for the 17th game, they traded off some of that stuff to allow the bodies to feel more refreshed. And, you know, so... You you give a little bit there, but I I, I don't know if I'd call it a country club. I, I and again, we're not privy to what goes on behind closed doors. Outwardly, I said it last night that perception becomes reality. That's what a lot of people see. That's what a lot of us see. Soft coaching staff, soft atmosphere. You know, not a lot of guys getting you know getting the uh, getting challenged, if you will. Kind of, you know, guys going rogue, guys shaking their heads like, oh, come on, man, you know, that type of thing. I, You know, what brings it all together? I don't know. Wish I had better answers for you. Wish I had better answers. Hey, uh, if you want some answers, not necessarily with football, but uh, if you're, you're looking outside, it's cold. We all know it's been frigid. Uh, and you want to get away, uh, whether you got the money right now or not. You can put down a small deposit or you can finance your trip. That's from our buddy Kirk and the whole gang at Cruise Planners, your land and cruise expert. So if you want to go to an all-inclusive, you're good to go. You want to go to Mexico, you're good to go. You want to go within the States, you're good to go. You want to go over to Ireland, you're good to go. You want to go to Italy, fine. They can do anything for everybody. Call them 262-344-0697, 262-344-0697. You can plan your trip now for a later date. Put down a small deposit. From cruises to land tours, completely packaged vacations, reunions, family from all over, they specialize in everything, everything. You know, at one time, to, you know, it's kind of the, the jack of all trades and master of none. They master them all. They're really good people. 262 344 262-344-0697. Now's the time to start booking cruise packages because they're selling them cheap. Because if they don't have the ships full up, you can say, hey, let's let's leave next week. And they can find you a great deal on a cruise. If you want to do that, maybe a quick getaway, go down to the Bahamas or something, go down to Mexico and all-inclusive, Jamaica, you name it. 262 262- 344 
97. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Heading over to the social house, H-A-U-S, on Lisbon Road, Menominee Falls. They got they got to follow them on Facebook. They got uh, different acts and different music uh, in the place, uh, not to mention a whole bunch of new menu items, really good stuff. The uh, the meatball hoagie is really, really good. Uh, some of the Reuben rolls that they have there, awesome. They have a uh, tiger burger, which is outstanding. Got some jalapenos on that thing. Oh, spicy, nice. Love it. That's our friends at the Social House, H-A-U-S, Lisbon Road in Menominee Falls. Tell them we said hi. Um, let's see here. What else do we have? Uh, got all kinds of craziness going on. Um, well, let's just go back to this. Uh, this is from uh, our buddy Steve. says, good day. As far as the debate on whether Jordan Love is ready or not, nobody really knows either way. Uh, the ones that count are the coaching staff and the front office of the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if he's good, great, or a bust. I also think that the bigger factor in this whole situation is the salary cap enigma. If the Packers do indeed think Jordan Love is ready and can dump $50 million in salary, I think they're going to pull the trigger immediately and start to build the team with the newly acquired draft picks and free agents with new cap room. Well, remember, um, the $40 million of that would go on the cap. So it's not like they're going to get fifty million cap space. Forty million goes on the cap. They get maybe a relief of maybe ten million, I think. And even if you got rid of Rogers now and traded him away, you'd still. Now, if you trade him after June first, then you can split that up and you gain uh, was it uh, twenty five thirty million. But uh, otherwise, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't really happen. So either way, you're going to be paying that salary. That's why some people just feel like, look, would you rather pay the money and have Rodgers or would you rather pay the money and not have Rodgers? You know? By the way, the Cardinals are dipping into the uh, Cincinnati stockpile. Lou Anaromo is uh, being interviewed uh, for their job right now, too. So, And the Colts are continuing to interview coaching positions. Uh, which is another one we talked about. Uh, Jeff Saturday was a guy that was in the mix. And uh, Bisaccia, uh, the Packers, also going for his third interview there as well. So just a little bit of a coaching update. Um, 877-867-1670. Uh, Bill C. says, uh, i got to be honest, I don't know which way to go here. My heart says go with Rodgers. My head says go with love for the financial relief. But do I believe that love can guide the Green Bay Packers? I don't think so. I think it's going to be years before we find another top-notch quarterback. I think there's going to be a lot of placeholders in the meantime. Uh, Brewer Dave says, did you see the news about Ben Sheets? I did. Uh, by the way, I meant to mention that. Uh, but Ben Sheets, the four-time All-Star and uh, owner of one of the most underrated pitching seasons in the 2000s, going to be inducted into the Brewers Walk of Fame this season. So, Congratulations to uh, to uh, to uh, uh, Ben Sheets. Used to see Ben Sheets all the time over at uh, there's a climbing complex out here in Brookfield, uh, kind of a rock wall place. Used to take his kid there all the time. Used to see him over there often. 
Man, it's a shame that uh, between some injuries and such that he had, he was a hell of a pitcher. They just didn't have anybody around him. They just didn't have anybody around him. That's that's for sure. Um, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to chime in, I'm kind of going through a few things here too. Um, uh, hey Ben, did you see the uh, the report, uh, the rankings coming out uh, about different? Uh, what what teams have done via the transfer portal, and when you look at rivals, and the guys that are coming out and have gone through the transfer portal, Wisconsin ranks highly. Highly, uh, Nebraska is a top twenty five class, but if you look at uh, the Wisconsin Badgers, they are number eleven. Yeah, they number were eleven around the top ten in in every service. They brought in a big class, which is part of it. But the ones at the top, I don't have it in front of me. I figure are Colorado, who brought in a, a crazy class with Dion. Mm-hmm. I think LSU is up there. It's the schools that hire a new coach and are still building. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're up there. It was a it was a yeah. productive off season. Yeah, it's uh, it's big time nice. Yeah, big time nice. Um, nice recognition for uh, Luke Fickle and the job that he's done. I'll tell you one thing, for as much as we talk about the consternation and the Groundhog Day, here we go again when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. My God, have the uh, the Wisconsin Badgers created some flair. And obviously the big billboard in New York that everybody's talking about. How about that? That was something. You know? I mean, when was the last time that happened? Has it ever happened? Right? Safe to say no. Man. Big, big uh, Badger football billboard. Uh, was it Times Square is where it was? Yep. Was it in Times Square? Uh, in Times Square. Nice. Man. I will uh, say, though, there you go. what's tough with portal rankings, real quick, with high school recruiting, they've kind of got it down to somewhat of a science. They're very mm-hmm. good at evaluating talent and uh, organizing it. And then when the classes come out, they're, like, they're, they're pretty spot on, the services. The portal's tough. Because a lot of the kids Wisconsin brought in are after one year of college, but they haven't played. Like some of the quarterbacks, you know, were red shirts last year. The the wide receiver was. And the science of that is not down yet. They don't know how to reevaluate after high school rankings into the Mm -hmm. portal. So those rankings are kind of weird, I will say. Well, I know that, uh, you know, the Wisconsin Badgers, man, have received a ton of hype ton of hype and getting a lot of recognition they have to go win they able to do right no i agree i mean that's the other you know side of the coin here is that the build-up for this has been fantastic and now with the, the the fantastic recognition comes expectation and what the expectation is going into the season um we'll we'll find out obviously but uh i i what do you expect? Do you are, are you now looking at them going? You know what? Last year of the uh, the divisions, they've got to win the West, right? Yeah, I, I've been saying that for three years, frankly, <laughs> and they haven't done it. But yeah, right. They have. I think they'll have the team for it. In a way too early thought, they didn't really lose anybody off last year's team to the portal. They lost two really good kids to the draft in Benton and Herbig. But 
with all they brought in and all the changes and how god awful the west is yeah i think they should win it and their schedule is not terribly challenging uh i the expectation would be win the west and uh, you know i don't know what to expect because you don't know the quarterback performance you don't know the position players as far as the specialty you're kind of wondering how good they're going to be but i think you know if i'm just sitting here as a badger fan going well luke fickle's here so what 10 and 1 that might be a little little high i mean they play ohio state yeah, which is okay. Tough. There's there's your one loss. I would figure there would be at least one along the road. Like, like it's pretty much the same roster as last year for the most I, part. I'm joking, of course. Here, let me yeah. say that. But, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm I'm just saying that when I look at this, I'm thinking some people's expectations are going to be, you know, maybe you don't beat Ohio State yet, but you better be somewhere near there. So, what's your what's your expectation for the upcoming season? And, you know, you got you got Buffalo, Washington State, Georgia Southern, Purdue, Rutgers. I can't imagine losing any of those. Washington you State's get, not bad, and they bring their no. quarterback back. Right. Wazoo. Plus you're going on the road there. Um, yeah, right. You get Iowa at home. You get Ohio State at Camp Randall. Northwestern at Camp Randall. Nebraska at Camp Randall. Really, the your your toughest couple of games are on the road against Illinois and on the road against Minnesota. You know, so, I, but I'll I'll say this, my God, the build up for that Buffalo game uh, and Georgia Southern, and if they come home to Rutgers on October seventh, and they have not lost a game yet, oh my goodness! By the time you get to Iowa, that place will be off the hook, right? It will, yeah. And that's going to be exciting. Yeah, that place will be off the hook. I think the biggest and, variable isn't who is going to be on the field, but what it looks like in the scheme. Because mm-hmm. with Leonard gone, it's the first, what we think will be something different than a 3-4. Right. On offense and defense, they'll be asked to do different things. But, yeah, the excitement's very high. You just, you got to deliver on it. Right. In order to can keep you, the recruiting hot. Can you imagine if they go into the Ohio State game undefeated at 7-0? and after beating Illinois and Brett Bielema down there on Saturday, October 21st, coming into Camp Randall and facing Ohio State, what the anticipation will be. That'll be a college game day game if both teams are undefeated at that point. Hopefully big noon kickoff, too. Yeah. Yeah, you got you to gotta assume. <laughs> be huge. Be huge. Although, I, as much as I... <laughs> I appreciate that. It's just then I got, I, I just have grown almost to be rubbed the wrong way by Gus Johnson and the overhype. You know? Yeah, we've I, gone I, through this. You know I yeah, love I know. him. I know you do. I, and I, I, I love the enthusiasm when it's appropriate, but it's all the time. And that's what begins to wear on you after a while. I think not this... that I want to hear it boring, but I, I think the overhype at times is, is, is crazy. I think this year, honestly, is when they start the CBS games, the Big Ten on CBS at 2.30. Oh, okay. I think it's a split because the contract with SEC runs out after this season, but we could have those big SEC Home Depot game of the week, but be Big Ten games, so it could be that too, which I would love. Uh, Let's do this. No, I know. Uh, We've got stupidity coming up. 
So uh, let's get into this when we come back, and uh, we'll, we'll end the next couple of segments on some fun and frivolity. Hang in there. Uh, got a lot more to get to. Our friends over there at the Four Seasons Island Resort, and we've been telling you about this for a while. Now, look, if you're looking for a really nice escape, a getaway, you want to take, uh, take the sweetie. You want to go somewhere. You want to go somewhere romantic, a little, little out-of-the-way place. That's it. If you're looking for a new destination, maybe even a corporate meeting, it's got to be the Four Seasons Island Resort. They've got a great Valentine's weekend coming up, a Mardi Gras weekend coming up on February 25th, and uh, entertainment, and they're now booking spring and summer bachelor and bachelorette parties, weddings. That's our friends over there at the Pine Mount, or at Four Seasons Island Resort. If you want to go skiing and you want to, you know, just hang out up there, you can do so at the Pine Mountain Resort. They own both properties. Pine Mountain's in the UP. The Four Seasons is in Pembine, Wisconsin. Uh, up north, Dare A. Call Barb, our girl Barb, 715-938-5110. 715-938-5110. And when you do, you say, Barb, heard it on the Bill Michael Show. Bill Michael's 15, and they give you 15% off. Call Barb, B-A-R-B, 715-938-5110. That's Four Seasons Island Resort. It's so cool. It's eclectic. It's old style. You know, it's got it's got old lore to it. That's where the mobsters used to hang out and stuff out on the island and all the history there and everything. And then there's Pine Mountain, and that's skiing at its finest on beautiful days like this. Get a hold of Barb, B-A-R-B, 715-938-5110. 715-938-5110. Give them a buzz. Tell them we sent you. More of the Bill Michael Show is next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continuing on. Good stuff. Um, so, uh, reminder, don't forget, we're going to be uh, live. You don't know it by now. Uh, to let you know, maybe you've been uh, sleeping under a rock, but we're going to be at uh, Super Bowl. We're flying out of here uh, early Saturday morning, and uh, we are going to be in Arizona all next week uh, through Super Bowl. Myself, Mike Clemens, uh, we'll be all on the ground. Uh, the entire team is going to be at uh, Radio Row at the Phoenix Convention Center, and uh, all the shows next week are going to emanate live from Radio Row Monday through Friday and Super Bowl 57. So look forward to all the guests that we're going to have. We're really, it's going to be a fun time. Really, really looking forward to it. Tomorrow, uh, a note that we are going to be on the road uh, before we leave for Super Bowl. We're going to be over at Stoley's Hog Alley giving you the Super Bowl preview. And in addition to that, come on out and have some lunch with us and hang out and just enjoy Just enjoy a Friday. Take, take, take a half day. You know, work till about 11. Doors open up at 11. Come on out. Have some lunch. Have a couple beverages with us. It's all brought to you by Bud Light. There's going to be some Bud Light specials going on out there. And uh, we're going to all hang out tomorrow over at Stoley's Hog Alley. It's the grand reopening of Stoley's after they uh, did the uh, the terrific addition, Uh, both upstairs and downstairs. They have the deck and stuff. That's all completed now and everything. And I can't wait for summertime to get out on the deck. But it's going to be awesome. So come on over tomorrow. Stoley's Hog Alley. And that is it, right between Delafield and Oconomowoc in the little tiny town of Summit. And it's right off of the highway. You can you can see it from the highway, from 94. So come on out tomorrow, Stoley's Hog Alley. We're going to be there from uh, 10 to 2. Doors open up at 11. Come on in. So, Ben, what kind of fun and frivolity do we have? 
So there are actually two stories. It's yes. kind of a choose-your-own-adventure kind of deal. There's a sports-related one, and there's one not related to sports. Um, let's go with the sports-related one first. All right. I, I love this one. As a college sports guy, clearly branded. Uh, so last night, they have those big fan groups for college, like student sections, but they are kind of bigger, and they're branded. For the University of Illinois, it is called the Orange Crush with a K. Mm-hmm. And right. they annually go with to... With a K. With a K, crush. Uh, they annually go to a road game and buy out a large section and be heard there, if you will. So they put out a lengthy statement last night, and the spark notes of it is that uh, for 20 years, every single season, they have gone on the road to another game, except for the COVID year where fans weren't allowed. But this year, they were planning on going to the Iowa game, which is coming up soon, uh, and they were all set. They got the buses. They got the tickets when the Iowa Athletic Department rescinded every ticket they had bought and told them, you cannot come. So they put out, like, a full-page statement. It wasn't just a paragraph. Because they were were outraged that they were denied from going to this game. And don't worry. So Iowa, Iowa... Denied the Orange Crush of Illinois the ability to go to the road game. Yes, it gets better, though. It gets better. Okay, here we go. So they put out this long statement, and Iowa's been under fire recently because they're keeping Brian Ferentz, the son of the head coach, the offensive coordinator, who has been uh, abysmal, to say the least, recently. Terrible. So everyone's outraged at Iowa and their AD. So everyone jumped on this, and, you know, Gary Barta's an idiot. What are they doing? This is the fun of college sports. So that lasted for about 40 minutes. 45 minutes later, it was quote tweeted by an Iowa writer. And he said, quote, source, the Orange Crush bought the tickets at a group rate posing as the Illinois chapter of the Boys and Girls Club. They later admitted to the wrongdoing when confronted by Iowa athletics, Iowa voided their tickets and are now donating them to the Cedar Rapids Boys and Girls Club. So Illinois, this is the way they wanted to do it. Illinois, they, instead of just saying, "Hey, we're a, a group of boosters. We want to go to one road game a year. We're going to come there." Instead of doing it that way, they posed as the Boys and Girls Club to scheme their way to cheap tickets. Correct. Ah, oh, now see, that's just wrong on so many levels. That's wrong on so many levels. That jeez. Uh, oh, so people had fun uh, memes of Fran McCaffrey, Iowa, yeah. when they realized yeah. that. Boys and Girls Club, things of that uh, nature. Okay. Now, yeah, that, you know, come on, man. That's wrong on so many levels. First of all, I've always said if you got to use the kids and bring it up and you don't get in on your own merits, then you're, you're wrong. Then something's wrong to begin with because they do, politicians do it all the time. Come on, it's for the kids. It's for the kids when really it has very little to do with the kids. I agree. And now you got the orange crush down in Illinois. Jeez, come on, man. Some have said this is the worst misuse of funds since the Jeff Banks stripper monkey story. (laughs) (laughs) If you could have gotten a picture of the pasty white uh, bloated Brett Bielema with a stripper monkey, that would have been that would have been perfect. But uh, that, for whatever reason, doesn't come up. Uh, Yeah, that's just wrong on so many levels. That's just poor. (sighs) Come on, man. God. And uh, Kristen's Bank is based in Champaign down there. Oh, when you go down there, especially on uh, 
she went in on a on a on a Friday, a Thursday and Friday, for seminars, and uh, that she was uh, she was leading, and they got hotels, and they were going to a couple of the different pubs, and then all the uh, the Illinois players were there. Uh, having dinner or something like that, and the place is giving them standing ovation, and the town's kind of crazy and stuff. Yeah, it's that. That's you know, first of all, Champaign, Illinois, is not very nice. Just between you and me, nope. Kind of no, it's not very nice. Uh, a little rundown, if you ask me. But a student section that travels to games, though, it's a good idea. Uh, it's not a bad idea. But Wisconsin now, now struggles on the other getting hand, to their own games. Now, the, on the other hand, here's the right. Now, on the other hand. The fact that Iowa denied them the ability to get tickets, to buy tickets. Now, I can see if you're just buying tickets to buy tickets. You don't want to depose as a Boys and Girls Club because that's cheap. And then you're also trying to scam tickets on the cheap. But if the, if they would have just said, hey, we're not going to allow your fans in, then that's scuzzy. So there's there's two like sides it. to this. I think it's more... Take a stand. I th- well, I think it's more posing as a Boys and Girls Club. Had they just said... Your, you know, individual tickets, we're, we're going to buy it as a group or whatever, you know, we're going to keep all of our tickets together, then, okay, I can see it. But, uh, you know, then if Iowa denies you because they're going to deny incoming fans the ability to buy tickets, then there's more of a story that looks bad on Iowa, you know. But come on, posing as a boys and girls, that's just, come yep. on, man. So that's that's what's circling college football or basketball, excuse me. Uh, and, okay. and, and real quick, I don't know what has to be said about this story. It has nothing to do with sports, but I will read you the tweet verbatim. A man in Singapore is seeking more than $2 million in legal damages against a woman whose rejection, he said, caused him, quote, sustained trauma after she told him she saw him as only a friend. Is that what we've gotten to as guys? Two point three. Is that million. where we're at now? $2.3 million. You're suing a girl. Because she said, you know, uh, I you, you're just a friend to me. You're not a romantic interest. Is that where we're at? I'm just, you know, are we looking for some kind of an equality here, it, dude? Man, dude, pack it up, tuck it back in, and walk away. Go find somebody else. Well, that's vengeance right there. Now, if you take her on a date, you're whining her and dining her, and you're taking her all over, and she's playing it, you know, and then uh, you know it comes time to you know, finally uh, get to the romance side, and you've made your intentions clear, and she's sucking up free dinners, free bottles of wine, free trips all over the place, and so she goes, no, we're just friends. What are you talking about? That's when you say, okay, you've been, the gravy train's done. But (laughs) by that point in time, you're stupid because you've already paid for it, and there's nothing nothing happening, you know? This article is too good. Uh, In the suit, he had sought nearly $17,000, alleging the woman had breached a, quote, offer to meet up uh, based on mutual availability, comma, beyond coffee settings. <laughs> it's like the dude's on hinge. And the girl's yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I can get a drink. And then she doesn't show up. And then he sues her for two and a half million dollars because his drone racing doesn't take off. <laughs> He's a drone racer. <laughs> uh, now, I, he, God, I, there's so, yeah, a drone racer. Can you imagine that? You're on, you're on Tinder or something. You know, you got your picture. They're like, okay, you know. And, and then you meet the guy and you're like, what do you do for a living? You know? And I'm a drone racer. What? I'm a drone racer. And then all you know, you, you know, you're at your house later that night. You're taking a shower and you hear zzz, zzz, outside your window. Dude, dude spying in. Creeper. Brett said, come on. Is it Patrick Reed? <laughs> oh, my God. 
Is it Patrick Reed? Right? <laughs> That's good. A stand for all men. If you're going to take us out and let us wine you and dine you, and and I can't finish that sentence, but uh, with none of that, and then, uh, you know, yeah, okay, the guy's standing up saying, okay, enough, enough of us being used for our pockets. So, okay, whatever. Yeah, we need to Pack introduce up, non-disclosure agreements into this world. Yeah. Tuck it back in and uh, and just move on. Go find somebody else. Swipe left, dude. Swipe left. Come on. Uh, let's do this. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The Chiefs and the Eagles both held their first practice sessions preparing for the Super Bowl. Both teams announced they'll be flying to Phoenix on Sunday, arriving at Sky Harbor Airport. Quarterback Jalen Hurts says he's not the least bit surprised his Eagles team has made it this far. But I know the job isn't done, so I never I never always knew how far we'd come. I never knew how far we'd go. But I never said it couldn't be done. Andy Reid says despite tight end Travis Kelsey battling a sore back and Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain, the Chiefs are back at the Super Bowl again. It was pure grit. He and Kels. Um, for Pat to do what he did and then to have that run at the end, uh, I can't say enough. He he is the MVP in my eyes. And Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs was on CBS Sports Radio and was asked more about his relationship as a 22-year-old rookie working with a future Hall of Fame quarterback like 39-year-old Aaron Rodgers. I thought the relationship I and Aaron had uh, it was it, it it was it was pretty solid because I know there was times where you know I had questions for him as far as like what he wanted. And then there was other times where, uh, you know, just outside of football, um, I'd go up to him, just kind of get some advice from him, you know, him or Kabi. But uh, it was, you know, I'm thankful to be a part of something real special, uh, you know, because not a lot of rookies, I'd say, get opportunities to go out there and play with them because there's, there's his philosophy of not playing rookie receivers and just the position that we were all in, just being able to play every game for him. I thought it was really great. I thought it was special. Dobbs says he learned a lot from Rodgers. I mean, just being around him, uh, he's a great leader. He's a great dude. And, you know, I make sure that I appreciate him, you know, because I know at some point in time he'll be done playing. So he's a great guy, man. Probably one of the best to be around. That's Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs. We'll have updates every day next week from Super Bowl 57 in Phoenix. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michael Show. The uh, the Packers making the playoffs next season with Jordan Love at quarterback. And now 54.6% of you say, yeah, you think he can do it. And 45.4% of you say, no, you don't think he can. That's over on Ben Kenny, uh, Ben Z. Kenny. You can follow Ben there, and he has the poll question up. So just wanted to throw that out there before we get out of here today. 762 votes. That's one of your biggest poll questions ever, isn't it? Kind of. I've had some provocative ones for the wrong reasons that have gotten a lot of traction. <laughs> but in terms of a real topic that we talk about, yeah, probably. That's up there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There have been some polls I regret, but. Um, oh, God. Here, is this real? Uh, the What is it? BNO News? The BNO News Deck? C- Canadian Groundhog Fred. 
God, this is terrible. They went to wake him up to see if he saw his shadow and he was dead. Oh, my God. He was a fraud. In Quebec, Canada, Fred the Groundhog. They went to poke him to get him out of the hole. Fred, wake up. Fred was dead. Oh, crap. We got to end this show on a dead groundhog story. Oh, that's sad, man. I feel bad for the groundhog. Come on, Fred. Hey, hey. I guess he never saw a shadow, though. Think about that. There's a bright side to everything. We're at Stoli's Hog Alley tomorrow for lunch. Come on out and join us 10 to 2. Doors open up at 11. We will see you there. Until then, time for us to go. Have one tonight for Fred the Dead Groundhog. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.